Hi, everyone. This is Tech in the City from MediaWorks Studio Network, a podcast about tech, business, and everything in between. I'm your host, Yvonne Pilon. You may know me as a girl who grew up playing Bubble Bobble, Duck Hunt, Super Mario Brothers, and Sonic the Hedgehog. And only in the last decade did I learn that COD is not just a fish, but a video game. I may not be able to compete on the Leagues of Legends, but I'll challenge anyone at a game of Dr. Mario. For all the latest local tech news, make sure to follow the Tech in the City hashtag on all major social media platforms or sign up for the WeTech Alliance Tech It Out newsletter. Today in studio, I am joined by a local esports expert, Sean Burney, who is the esports director at St. Clair College. Welcome to Tech in the City, Sean. Thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. So just before we got started here, we realized that we are both from Woodsley, <laughs> which probably the chances of that happening are like 0%. Um, I actually tried to find the population of Woodsley once and it was not even <laughs> Googleable. It might be so, 500. Yeah, no. Most. Well, it's so good to see another person that, you know, we, we have, we took the, the sh- I always say the short bus to school because <laughs> there's only, there's only like 10 of us. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much for coming on today. And, and what we're going to talk about today is this esports movement that's happening, not just here locally, but really across the globe. So Sean, maybe just give our listeners just an understanding of who you are and, and really how you, you came to this role as the esports director at St. Clair College. Yeah, so in about 2010, I was a student at the University of Windsor. I was studying biochemistry. Wasn't really passionate about what I was studying. It just seemed like you know a good fit based on what my grades were in high school. Um, but what I was passionate about was video games. And more importantly, I, I realized that um, rather than just playing alone at home, I wanted to play with people in a social environment. So, you know, together with a couple of friends, we created a club at the university. And from there, it just blew up. We had hundreds of members coming out to events and that kind of thing. And before long, even our events started turning a profit. So we realized, you know, not only is this a fun hobby, but maybe we could grow a business out of this. So from there, we incorporated a business, um, EGE, in 2012. And for five years, we ran esports events all over Ontario, some into Michigan, and even all the way up to Montreal. Um, and that eventually led to the opportunity at the college. Which is amazing. And I've, I've got to see, you know, the college program really grow. And we're going to talk about that. But I don't think people realize the the market size of esports. And, and a lot of the research that I did leading up to this podcast, this is like a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. So um, do you have any stats of how big this 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 esports community is yeah so it, it just crested a, a billion dollars in 2019 wow. it's a and unicorn by, it's a unicorn <laughs> yeah and by by 2022 they're thinking it'll already be at 1.5 uh, so you know it's it's growing at a tremendous rate you've got not only you know gamers and 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 people like me interested but now you've got traditional sports and traditional tech people getting involved in the space you know you've got investors like Mark Cuban deciding, deciding yeah. I need to spend money yeah. in this space because it's growing that fast. And before we, we again, we were chatting, you were talking about how, you know, casinos and you said uh, even horse tracks um, are coming to you mm-hmm. to basically look at kind of the um, the next generation of casinos. So maybe share a little bit about that and why they want, why they're even interested in esports. Yeah, that industry is just very nervous right now because their client base is just, you know, getting older and older. 
and they're not able to attract millennials and post millennials mm-hmm. right now. So they're trying to find a way of diversifying into something else. And gaming seems to be a fit, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not gaming, casino gambling gaming, yeah. but now we're talking about video games mm-hmm. and it seems to be a decent fit. So they're looking for ways of how to do it. They haven't quite figured it out yet from what I've seen, although you can see some examples of it. The Luxor Casino in Las Vegas has is home to the esports arena. So I know you were talking, I'm going, going there next Vegas. week, which is so, maybe that will be I'm I'm, so I'm kind of solo. In. So I'm going to yeah. I'll maybe go explore the Luxor <laughs> and check that out. But yeah, that's that's what's happening. And the other, you know, last year I was in Atlantic City and, and they're having a hard time getting new tourism to the city. Yeah. So even they have a casino redevelopment association that built a seven hundred thousand dollar fund to attract esports events to the mm-hmm. city. You know, so there there's a lot of um people in different industries that are starting to see some good opportunity there that are that are trying to dip their toe in it. And what's the true definition of esports? Like how do you define esports? I personally define it as competitive video gaming. So okay. really you can take um a, really any video game. So I even Tetris for example is a good example that everybody will know. There's a Tetris World Championships every year. It gets live streamed on Twitch. It's got hundreds of thousands of viewers, you know. And I think last year it was a uh, you know, a young 17-year-old or something like that took out a reigning pro who had won back-to-back championships for four or five years and some a guy in his 30s, you know. And, so. and we're going to talk about the, the, the money involved in esports, but what was likely the prize the, the, the prize for that? For that event, I'm not 100% sure, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was somewhere around ten or $20,000. It so wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm going to be jumping all over here, but, like, do you think esports will make it to the Olympics one day? Like, will 100%. this be an Olympic? It, has it even been talked about? Because I know you... Yes. Yeah. So in... Uh, Especially with Tokyo, like I just got back from Japan. Mm -hmm. Well, I shouldn't say just, but you know, anime. I can. It would have been a perfect start to kick that off. in Tokyo. And and so I think in last time the Olympics were in Brazil. I I can't remember the year twenty fourteen or sixteen or something like that. They had um, a couple of I forget what how they the terminology, but they have kind of like test events, Mm -hmm. and they did a couple of esports test events there. So Super Smash Bros. tournament was run alongside the Olympics in Brazil. Yeah. And actually it was a Canadian that ended up winning that. Wow. Wow. That so, so, so um, some more gold medals, happening. hopefully for Canada as yeah. we look to, to the future. <laughs> so, um, so the esports program at St. Clair college, mm-hmm. um, I follow both yourself and I know you've got multiple kind of avenues in terms of social media. So I see a lot talk about the, you know, how it got started. Cause again, it's grown substantially over the last few years. So Sure. So I'll continue the story. Yeah. I started so you with. started with we started having land parties. Yeah, we started with land parties at the university, and eventually, you know, I realized that biochemistry and that kind of thing wasn't right for me. Um, but esports was something I wanted to explore, and mm-hmm. and so I tried to think about what kind of program could I take that would help me with that. So I ended up doing an MBA after that, and that for learning you. that business background really helped me. I was able to apply that immediately to my business that we had started at that point. So for about five years until 2017, um, we ran that business events all over Ontario. And uh, eventually the IT club, which is a student club at St. Clair College, who had been running events for about 15 years, reached out to us to come and help them run a bigger event at the college. So Mm -hmm. that ended up being Saints Gaming Live, which is our our big kind of annual flagship event that we host now every every May. Um, So you know, during those meetings while I was working with the IT club, but also with some of the administration, I had the idea that, you know, why can't St. Clair College be the first Canadian school to have a varsity program? There had been 10 or 15 schools in the U.S. that had launched programs, and I saw it as kind of something that was on Mm -hmm. the horizon. So I pitched it, and surprisingly, you know, 
um, some of the administration, um, Don France especially, uh, with the SRC, kind of jumped at it. He's like, this is a great idea. Let's do this. A fun story about Don France. <laughs> uh, I started a company when I was out of university, and I my customer was truly institutions. Don France instantly said yes <laughs> to the business. So I we have to give a shout out to Don France, who, again, if he helped you, he also, I will never forget him. He's so, been a gigantic So sorry champion. to cut you off, but yeah. I, I feel like Don France needs a shout out in this podcast. Mm-hmm. He, he was a huge champion, and he still is a huge champion for esports at St. Clair College. So awesome. definitely, uh, you know, gigantic gigantic help um, but yeah he, he kind of saw the value and uh, through that kind of first Saints gaming live event we were able to sort of prove the value of it and then we launched our varsity teams in in September 2017. So were you the first varsity team in Canada to launch? We were the first in Canada to launch and there's still only about four. And explain what a varsity team is. So it's exactly you know almost like a mirror image of your varsity athletics team. So okay. just like you have a basketball team, a volleyball team, and a baseball team at St. Clair College, yeah. they get scholarships, they get jerseys, they compete against other colleges. We do the same thing, but for video gaming teams. So we have players on our League of Legends team, our Overwatch team, and our you know uh, you know our Fortnite team. You know, and how so. is Saints Gaming? doing in the varsity space we've done pretty well yeah I was gonna say, i've seen some trophies online so we actually we are i think the only school in north america with a, a varsity echo arena vr team so vr is another thing that's really kind of on the horizon right and so we were the first ones to kind of see that potential and our team is three-time back-to-back champions in, wow. in echo arena vr um, national champions we beat clemson in the last uh in two years ago and then we beat uh Texas Tech University in the last wow. national wow. championship. And you guys have beautiful space too. Where like you actually have like an esports. Um, I wouldn't say it's an arena, but a, an area at the college as well. Yeah. So we've right now we've got and and you say beautiful and that's that's being kind to be honest. I think it's new, right? So I have not <laughs> seen others. So I imagine it's it's you would like to see something bigger. Yeah. And and uh, and I don't know how much I can say, but there's there's. I feel things like I know what you're gonna. I think I know what you're there's saying. There's things but in the works. Yes. So I'm not even Stay actually tuned. sure. I'm yeah. not sure how much of it yeah. is actually public that yeah. I can talk about. Yeah. But um, no, we're definitely so we maybe got, a facelift, right? Uh, yeah. An esports facelift. Well, it'll be more than a yeah. facelift. Yeah. But we've got what Full I call functional um, facilities right now. So mm-hmm. we have an esports classroom, which mm-hmm. which is um, to kind of help our academic program, which we mm-hmm. haven't really talked about yet, but yeah, we'll talk about yes, it. Yes, I, I definitely um, want to talk about that. And then we've got varsity training rooms, and then we've got an open gaming lab. And the open gaming lab, surprisingly, has been at this college for about 14, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So the college is seeing some potential in this even before the word esports existed. Yeah. You know, So St. Clair College has kind of been ahead ahead of the curve here. So you've got bit. the lounge, you have the varsity team, and I do want to touch base on the academic programming. So mm-hmm. tell us more about what you can actually get a certificate or diploma in esports. So share more about that. Yeah, so the varsity team was doing really well, 2017, 2018. Um, and eventually Jim Marsh, uh, he was one of my mentors in business school. And then he was brilliant, hired brilliant as man. the uh, chair of the school of business. Mm-hmm. So when he was hired, I kind of reached out to him and said, congratulations. That's how I got you your know. contact. Oh, there you <laughs> I go. was like, Jim, go hook me up. <laughs> so, you know, I reached out to him, con- congratulated him, and then he invited me out to lunch. So um, we were out for lunch and he was kind of asking me, like, explain what you do. Okay. So I explained a little bit kind of similar yeah. to this conversation. And then he kind of sat there for about five or 10 minutes and you know, he didn't say a word, and I just kind of awkwardly ate my lunch while I waited for him to think about that's, whatever that's he was thinking Jim about. That's bra- Jim like brainstorming something big because <laughs> yeah. he's a big. And thinker. that's how I could tell him, like, okay, he's he's thinking about yeah. something really yeah. important. No, for sure. And then all of a sudden, he he breaks out and he says, "How about you create an esports academic program?" And I'm like, I didn't even think this would come. Yeah. I have no idea where to start, but I'm in. You know, so I jumped at it. 
And then we spent the next kind of year together working on what this program would look like and what it would be about. And then in uh, January 2019, we finally got all of the approvals and everything in place and we launched. So our first graduates, it'll be a small group of, of nine graduates, hopefully, um, in April will we'll, uh, you know, be the first to walk across the stage and, and pick the up the diploma. And what's the program itself called? So it's called Esports Administration and Entrepreneurship. Um, basically, if you want to think about it in a simple way, we've, took, we've taken kind of like a, a sports and recreation management program uh-huh. and we've adapted a little bit. So we've taken out the sports classes and we've incorporated some new esports classes and some new media content creation classes. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're getting a mix of business, marketing, um, you know, tech, and then esports knowledge as well. So a lot of our students come into the program and they know everything there is to know about one game. So maybe mm-hmm. Call of Duty is their game. They know everything there is to know, but they're a, completely oblivious to all the other games. So what we try to do in that first semester is open their eyes to all of the other opportunities so that they're mm-hmm. ready. You know, if, it, if an opportunity lands, they're ready to tackle it and go after it. So that's what we do in the first semester and then in the second or in the first year. And then in the second year, we really give them opportunities to work on hands-on experiential learning type mm-hmm. things. So we've got students, for example, right now that are partnering up with Essex High School to get their esports program going. Awesome. So they're learning like how to start a program from the ground up, how to manage individuals, mm-hmm. how to manage teams of students, that kind of thing. So are there a lot of high school esports teams locally? Locally, no. And no, I'm hoping okay, that so changes. I feel like Jim's so. gonna come to you after this podcast and be like, Hey, Sean, <laughs> let's start growing no, out some I, high school teams. We want to. And, yeah. and it's been something I've been trying. Essex is kind of the pioneer on the high school level okay. locally. Okay. Um, and I've talked with a couple of school boards and that kind of thing. They're a little hesitant, but they're open and, and you know, they're listening. So yeah. I think it's only a matter of time within the next couple yeah. of years. I, I, I can guarantee we'll have a high, local high school. So that brings me to a really good point. And it's something that I, I think so. I bought my two nephews who are basically around the 10, 10 years old um, age range, I bought them gaming chairs for, for Christmas. So oh, that's great. <laughs> what do you say to parents that are, you know, you can't make money playing games because, mm-hmm. you know, you see the headlines are shared all over social media. What do you say to those parents who their kids are actually showing interest in gaming? What would you tell them? I'd say that they really shouldn't treat it any differently than a traditional sport. So if you've got you know, one son that really wants to play hockey and become a pro hockey player and you're bringing him to practices and bringing him to games, why are you not doing the same to support your other, you know, child that Mm -hmm. wants to play Fortnite, for example? Mm -hmm. You know, the odds of going pro in the NHL are just about, you know, similar to Mm -hmm. going pro in an eSport, you know? So at this point, I don't really see a a difference there. Um, the, The big thing I will encourage, though, for parents is to try to get your kids to look at um, other opportunities outside of just playing. There are tons of opportunities growing right now in esports behind the scenes. So, for example, in player management or in tech, you know, uh, live broadcasting, that kind of thing. There's a lot of opportunities there. Marketing. I've seen jobs, for example, at Ford Motor Company. They're looking for an esports specialist in their marketing department. I you know? saw that, and a lot of it's exciting for me because if you look at the future of vehicles, right, the car is going to become an entertainment piece, right? especially as we look mm-hmm. to self-driving vehicles. And so it was really interesting when I, I remember seeing that job post and I was like, if this is an indication mm-hmm. of what's to come and how, how these companies are thinking about the car or the, your automotive mobility experience, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. That's so interesting. So if you're a parent, you know, or you're even a student listening, because who knows who's going to, you know, I don't know everything about all our listeners, but how do you get started in esports? Like, um, is there consoles you need? Is there like, if someone was like, I really like this, what do I need to get started? I mean, it really depends on what your goals are. I'd say like, really, you want to set your goals early on. You're probably just going to be thinking about playing the game and enjoying mm -hmm. them as a hobby. And that's absolutely fine. Really find the games that you enjoy and play those games. You know, a lot of games are on console, but the vast majority of the really kind of like the top tier esports titles are mostly on PC. So, mm -hmm. you know, you might want to think about um, investing in a gaming PC or something like that. There's also some local spots if you don't have the money to invest yourself. Like Easy Mode is a, awesome. is a spot I was, you can drop I was, in. I wanted to give them a shout out today. Exactly. So explain what Easy Mode is. So for those Easy Mode is kind of like um, you could think about um, in the 90s, there was a lot of PC cafes and that kind of thing that opened up. And then those all closed down when everybody got broadband internet mm -hmm. at home. The difference now is that, you know, maybe you can't afford a thousand dollar computer at home, mm -hmm. but you could go to easy mode and play for yeah. two or five dollars an hour yeah. and then get to experience those AAA title games that you maybe you can't access at home, mm -hmm. but you can you, you could access there. So easy mode is a good opportunity for people to try games out especially on like higher level hardware that you maybe can't afford at home. And easy mode, if you don't uh, know about them, they're located on Ottawa Street and um, they have amazing, just follow them on social or check out their website. They've got tons of deals. Like, and again, it's very affordable mm -hmm. and like you see what type of inf like equipment that they have. There's obviously a lot invested in there. And I think what's awesome too is they're, I think there's three uh, three entrepreneurs behind it. I yeah. don't know if there's and, more and than that. At least two of them are are graduates of Saint Clair College too. So we'll throw Which that. Which is so in awesome. Next. I know it's yeah. a nice little plug for one Saint Clair. Of, one of them, uh, Dean, was actually he helped us launch the yes. program at yes. Saint Clair in the first yes. place. So yes. and I, I, th I thought. Yeah, I mean, I would assume because of Easy Mode, right? But yeah. it's it's so interesting, and that's what I love about talking about you know things like esports. It's like this iteration of Windsor, right? It's mm -hmm. like. Um, all these new avenues that come with the tech space, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about educating parents, educators, um, and and whoever. Uh, so back to the education piece, are there any other education opportunities with any sports? Like you talked about the program at the college. Are there others? Is there a master's of eSports? Like are there anything? There's starting to be more. Yeah. Um, I know, so in, in Ontario, there's, there's us and there's Lambton College that both have uh, diploma programs. Mm -hmm. And then Durham College actually launched a uh, grad certification as well. Wonderful. So, you know, you could maybe start off with a business degree, degree and then move into a grad cert or something like that. Um, in the U.S., there's several, there's even some four-year degrees popping up in the U.S. So it's something that, you know, I kind of compare it to, again, to sports management mm -hmm. degrees. Um, in the 80s, those started mm -hmm. popping up, and now, like, most schools have something like that we're we're ahead so far yeah. but I, I guarantee we're gonna keep ahead i feel like we'll, it. we'll find feel we'll about. find new ways yeah. to get ahead even it's all further. on your shoulders sean <laughs> um so uh let's look at this um if i was a student you know i'm in grade nine or i've been in high school or even in high school or sorry to say grade nine in high school is the same <laughs> thing if i was in high school or even early in my college university and i wanted i wanted to pursue esports mm -hmm. and out you know what other what would you encourage them to have on their resumes or just to do right is it attending some of these events like what would you tell them to you know to build their resume yeah getting involved in the community is a really important start you know a lot of people start off you might think, well, I'm just running this five or ten um, person event, and it's not it's not going to do anything. But running those small events or getting involved in the community on the small level really opens up a lot of doors, mm -hmm. and it helps build your resume. I know a lot of people who work for you know Twitch or Amazon now mm -hmm. that started by running a club at their college. You know, so they started running a club, and now they're a director of partnerships 
within an esports division mm -hmm. at, at Amazon, you know? So that's a huge leap, but it's, you need, you need to start somewhere. And I think a lot of people are hesitant to start. Yeah. So it's just getting going, like get going. Even if you have 70% of an idea in place, just yeah. try to execute and see if you can figure the rest out. And speaking of getting involved, what's coming up at the college that people can get involved in? Yeah, so we've got um, actually every Monday night, if you're a Super Smash Bros fan, every Monday night in the Student Center, we run um, weekly tournaments. Those are open to the public. Normally about 30 to 50 people drop in to play at those events mm -hmm. every week. Mm -hmm. And we live broadcast them on, on our Twitch channel as well. So that's one way that's kind of really consistent. On top of that, we run a few other kind of one-off events throughout the year. So um, just before the Christmas break, we ran our annual Christmas LAN event. Um, about 200 people in attendance, just kind of hanging out, playing games casually with some small for fun tournaments and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Our next event of that style coming up is No Man's Land, which this year is going to be the 16th year, actually, oh, wow. that the college runs that event. That'll be on March 14th um, in the Student Center at the college. And um, again, it's open to the public probably have about 250 people in attendance usually uh, and we have tournaments for just about every game that we run um, varsity mm -hmm. sport uh, teams for so um, the cool thing about no man's land is that it's a really good introductory event mm -hmm. because you can come and play without a team so let's say you arrive alone and you want to play league of legends which is normally a five-player team some of our other events, you'd have to enter with a full pre-made team, but mm -hmm. No Man's Lane allows you to enter solo. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of make uh, evenly balanced teams so that we create like a really good level of competition. Gotcha. So that's a really good introductory event for people that want to just learn about the games or mm -hmm. get involved in some way. And then finally, May 2nd is going to you be said our- it's your big, your big event, right? That's our big event, Saints Gaming Live. Um, so May 2nd, and that one, uh, we've got $20,000 uh, in prizing. And, Amazing. Uh, yeah, and we'll run tournaments for all of our varsity teams. <laughs> Good. Yeah, perfect. You've got some time. <laughs> yeah, I've got lots and of time. We, we normally actually get people traveling from the U.S. and from all over to come for that event, too. Uh, a lot of colleges are taking notice looking for live competition. So colleges originally got involved in esports because it was kind of, in a way, it was one of the good um things going for it was that it was easy because it was online mm -hmm. and now they're realizing wait we want to give these kids live event experience yeah. too so you know there's not enough of those luckily in Windsor we've got the experience we've got the tech to back us yeah. up and yeah. we're able to build those you live talked events. about it was the Luxor has like the big the big theater yeah. have you been to one of these major events I've been to a major event in Toronto, the um, North American LCS. What does it look like? Like, I know it's hard. I wish we could show pictures, but like, kind of walk us through like what it's like. Like, is it like the so Super Bowl? Like, it's you could like close your eyes and you would think you're in a, a, a major sporting event. It's no different. You'll hear cheering crowds, people, awesome. you know, 100,000 people or whatever fit in the stadium cheering for their favorite teams mm -hmm. that are down on the main floor playing their game, right? Mm -hmm. And usually you've got, mm -hmm. obviously you're not actually playing a sport physically, so instead you've got a lot more um, AV and tech involved, lots of screens, lots of lights and laser mm -hmm. shows and that kind of thing. So it's a yeah. really cool, it's kind of a mixture between a sporting event and a concert yeah. and that kind of thing yeah. all mixed together. I need to, I, that's on my bucket list to try to experience one of those events. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to plug, there is, um, the University of Windsor is also um, uh, getting on board, or I guess they've been on board because you can, came from there, but they have the U Windsor Esports Avalanche um, event at Alumni Auditorium February 15th and 16th. So um, there is no shortage of ways to get involved. Mm -hmm. um, Another question for you is um, um, something that I, I did, again, did some research, and we talked about this before, earlier. 
was this the diversity within esports, right? There is, um, uh, you know, there is when you look at traditional varsity teams, you do see a lot of a lot of guys or men. Mm -hmm. um, what are you what, what what's being done? What do you see happening when it not just comes to the players, but the actual game development? Um, and you shed some points earlier. So maybe you can kind of what's being done, I guess, to help with, uh, you know, diversifying the esports world. I think one of the biggest things was even just launching the academic program in a way. So so far, we haven't seen a lot of women that are interested in maybe competing, but we've. Uh, but I've seen a lot of women in the space that are maybe interested in managing players, mm -hmm. or interested in working on broadcast, mm -hmm. or as a photographer for events and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So creating this academic program has given opened up a lot more opportunities for students. Mm -hmm. um, the other one, for example, we launched, and this is we're calling it a varsity team, but really it's kind of like a a scholarship team of students that will be working on media, like on uh, Twitch broadcasts and on YouTube mm -hmm. content. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's opening up some other opportunities that women might be more interested in. The other thing that I'm trying to encourage, especially in the high school level, is try different games out. You yeah. know, we've got this set list of games that are kind of like the top tier esports. Yeah. But there's no reason we can't all of a sudden have a, you know, Just Dance tournament or something, yeah. you know, something yeah. Like that, so there's a lot of avenues we can try to yeah. experiment with new models. Um, and it still is new, right? You're 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 definitely. building something from nothing, right? So I mm -hmm. think that's exciting that you're taking those steps to try to see what works, right? Yeah. And what doesn't work? I mean, the demographics too. With if you look at, and this is these are maybe a couple years old, but the last kind of stats that I remember seeing, they're kind of saying the demographics of who a gamer is, and it was something like. Um, 46% women and 54% men. Yeah. So it, it wasn't as heavily dominated as people like to think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just maybe more shining a light on those smaller communities or on those different communities that we're mm -hmm. not maybe accustomed to doing just yet. So we've got definitely have, have some work to do. Um, we're, we're actually partnered with with Dell. We're trying to help um, Katina, Katina from Dell, Popolkis, I think is her last name. She's working on a, a something called Girls Who Game. And it's kind of a system of, of, of matching... Uh, leaders in gaming industry, like female leaders yeah. in the gaming industry with, with uh, people that are just getting started. So, you know, there's some things like yeah. that that we're going to try and help and, and hopefully bring to St. Clair yeah. as well. I remember learning that Miss, or was it uh, Miss Pac-Man was actually created for the, the, the simple thing of getting more women into tech, right? So I remember reading that from like why they did that. And it was again to gaming was traditionally sold to yeah. to boys, right? So they tried to make more of a female, like mm -hmm. a female lead, I guess, in the game. So it was really interesting. It makes a lot of sense. It, it does, it does. And for those that don't know what Twitch is, because I know it's it's something that not everyone knows, explain Twitch. So Twitch is kind of like, everybody's aware of what YouTube is. So Twitch is kind of like a live version mm -hmm. of YouTube. So um, you've got people now who are making million dollar careers, multi-million dollar mm -hmm. careers off becoming Twitch celebrities. So mm -hmm. essentially, Ninja is probably the most well-known. Ninja, um, you know, made probably 15 or $20 million last year live streaming himself on Twitch. Um, and it's become such a large industry that not only was it, Twitch was bought by Amazon for almost a billion dollars a few years ago. Now you've got a lot of competitors that are starting up that are starting to really kind of take some mm -hmm. of that market share. So Ninja made tons of money on Twitch and then ended up signing a huge contract with, with Mixer, which is owned by Microsoft. Wow. And then you've got YouTube Gaming, which is also doing live streaming. And then you've got Facebook Gaming. So there's kind of like this war for the live stream audience. Interesting. It's really it's huge. It's huge. I think it it's is. like one of the second huge. most watched sports entertainment. Like over, like I think first place was soccer. And, yeah, and so you're going to have the FIFA World Cup. Yeah. Um, the Olympics and then the League Which of Legends World Finals. Don't realize <laughs> I, again. I was blown away when I when I heard about the the numbers and how big this was. Mm 
Um, I, I'm a believer. Don't think I'm not a believer, <laughs> but I didn't realize how big this was. Yeah. It's a it's, space. It's one of these things. Esports in South Korea in the in the late '90s blew mm-hmm. up. They've had multiple, you know, 24 hour a day TV stations dedicated to mm-hmm. esports. We just didn't really pay attention in mm-hmm. North America. Now mm-hmm. it's finally reaching mm-hmm. North America and mm-hmm. it's blowing up here mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, what do you see as the future of esports, not just here locally, but across Canada um, or even the world for that matter? I, I've been like really intensely focused on collegiate and high school. Yeah. So, you know, people might look at us as kind of this unique school right now, but within 10 years, every college, every university in, in Canada, every high school in Canada will have mm-hmm. varsity esports teams. That's coming for sure. What I also see is we're having this move towards um, regional esports pro teams and that kind of thing. You know, Toronto has a team called the Defiant. And they also have a Call of Duty team called the Ultra. Uh, a lot of big cities are having these pro um, franchises. So we're going to start to see kind of a return to some live brick and mortar type events as well, which could open up some interesting opportunities. So this would be no different than going to see the Toronto Maple Leafs. You'd be going to see the... Exactly. I, yeah. I didn't know. I don't remember what and, you and, said. With and the most of those teams are actually owned by traditional sports entities anyway. Yeah. You know, so you've got Robert Kraft. He owns the New England Patriots. Yeah. He also owns yeah. the Boston Uprising. Yeah. You know, Well, even like Dan Gilbert with the... He has the Cavaliers, but he's yeah. also heavily invested in, in the... 100 Thieves. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... Yeah. And so they just opened a uh, they just opened a new headquarters in California just mm-hmm. I think yesterday mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of movement and a lot of growth in the space right now. So for anyone listening, um, how do they get in touch with you and and all the great things you're doing? Uh, is there a social media, email, website? Where do they get to know more about esports? Yeah, at so at at the college, if you want to go to the main St. Clair College website and the programs, um, you'll find uh, the esports administration program listed there. It's got this kind of pay, the description page. If you want to find out more about the varsity team, our website is saintsgaming.ca. And then if you want to follow us on any social media, it's at saintsgamingca on every social media. And you're very active. So whoever's doing it is keeping up to date. And Shout if there's a, true lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if there was a, because uh, a lot of high school teachers listen into this. So um, if there was a high school teacher who was looking to bring this um, to the students, um, would, that, would that be something they can connect to you about to, to see? Yeah, 100%. I'm giving Sean so, more work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he needs I'll a find raise. a way, you know, I'll find a way. So, you know, we're we're doing what I, it's almost kind of like turned into this pilot project yep. with, with Essex High yes, School, right? Yes. So I've got some students working with them this year. What I intend to do next year, we'll actually have more students in the program mm-hmm. um, that will make it for this. They'll mm-hmm. be in their second year next year. So mm-hmm. we should have about 25 to 30 students. I want to place some of those students with different high schools to help them get up to speed and understand yeah. the space. So yeah. if, if we have any high school teachers yeah. listening that want to get yeah. involved, let me know. And then maybe by September, we can you can place some students and, and, and start getting a team and started. I, this makes me think of um, FIRST Robotics in that mm-hmm. it it was really one high school team, the Sabre 7-7-Who uh, team in LaSalle. <laughs> Sorry, I got to give them a shout out. But they really helped pioneer the growth of FIRST. So I think maybe the same thing will apply with Essex being that yeah. pilot and them mentoring, and they're part of that growth of the mm-hmm. of the community. And I know with FIRST, it's been absolutely amazing. And it's not just the experience for the students and the transferable skills; it's also the industry dollars that come to the region and yeah. and 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 the you know the rallying that happens. So my last question, and I ask this to all of my um, guests, is: What is your Beyond Twenty Twenty moonshot <laughs> uh, goal? And again, this can be your hairy audacious goal. Um, so, what is that? So I've got. Two. Okay. So number one, and we were talking about this before a yes. little bit. I want to see Windsor host a major event of some sort. So um, 
you know, maybe we're not League of Legends Worlds mm -hmm. level, but we could definitely host uh, a major for one of the other esports events. And I'm talking about bringing in pro teams, bringing in thousands of spectators. Something like the WFCU Center could easily mm -hmm. host mm -hmm. a, a large event like this. And, uh, you know, it just takes kind of some motivated individuals yeah. and, and, and some capital. And then what maybe be, we can make it happen. What would be the economic development opportunity there, right? When we look at hosting things, right? We host... Uh, we've done a good job with sports tourism. Mm -hmm. We've done lots of stuff. So what would what would that mean to the city, right? So we can get some people to rally behind potentially. Yeah, and that's really what it is. So you, you talked about sp sport tourism. It's really very similar yeah. in, in, in building kind of your economic development around it. You know, so um, actually, if you look at a lot of cities, they're starting to add esports um, um, consultants onto their sports tourism boards and that kind of thing. We'll talk uh, to Gordon Orr at the Tourism Bureau. Sounds good. We'll, we'll get him Perfect. on board. Yeah, because, you know, so even just Saints Gaming Live, we're a small example. We have about maybe four to 500 um, people in attendance every year, but probably about 50 of those people are traveling in from out of town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're paying for hotel rooms yeah. and they're buying food. Yeah. And, you know, so they're bringing some money to the region. Yeah. And yeah. there's no reason we can't do more. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're barely, you know, barely doing anything we're scratching the surface yeah, of this one. okay so first moonshot is this big big giant event so what was your, yeah. what's your second the second one i'd like to see is and this one would be this you need to see sean's face right now he's so excited he's like the <laughs> happiest person i've been thinking about this one for a long time okay so we've got the spitfires locally um and we have a lot of like i was mentioning before a lot of traditional sports entities are investing in mm -hmm. esports i'd love to see somebody like the spitfires you know, pick up and create like a semi-pro organization and house them within the WFCU or something like that. I definitely think it's possible. You know, we just need some motivated individuals over okay. there at the Spitfires. I don't even know who owns the Spitfires now. I I'm not even sure. I it's don't know. It's changed a bit. Um, again, I need to get out to a game. So, okay. But we could definitely have a local pro team, you know, or at least semi-pro. You know, we could have that. Uh, somebody to root for, a rooting interest. When, we, when we're talking about a major event, yeah, it would be great to have a, a local rooting interest in some of these events. And I think it's possible. I like this. You know, Sean, <laughs> I love your uh, your think big mentality. And, and how old are you, may I ask? Because you, if you're my brother's uh, age, you're about 30 years old, not I'm even. I'm about to turn 30 next Which month. is amazing. <laughs> I hope you pat yourself on the back and your parents must be so proud um, what you've accomplished. And here's the thing, and, and coming from someone who I'll be 36 shortly, so I'm not, I'm, I'm old, but you've accomplished so much and you, you're building something. So I, as a community person, appreciate what you've been able to do and the vision you've had. And I know it takes mentors for you to get there, but like you are doing some pretty good stuff or pretty good, pretty great stuff <laughs> um, in the tech space. And uh, we can't wait to continue to follow you. So is there any uh, closing last words you'd like to share with our listeners? Really just thanks for having me on board. And, of course. Uh, and honestly, I love talking about esports. If yeah. anybody wants to reach tell. out, just, just yes. send me a message. Um, you know, the easiest one is probably on Twitter at okay. the esports prof. If you want to follow me there or send me a message, if you want to just connect um, I just want one of these be beautiful jerseys that he's wearing. They're or not jerseys, more of a sports coat, but it's pretty spiffy. So yeah, and, and, I mean, we're trying to find a way yeah. to make these available yeah. for cheaper. Yeah. They technically are available yeah. right now, but they're quite they're, expensive. Yeah, no. Um, but if you are interested, actually, we'll give another shout out to Acquire.ca. Uh, so they're yeah. kind of and it's an alumni yeah. from St. Clair yeah. College. So another kind of yeah. local entrepreneur that's built like an esports awesome. jersey company. And I love you giving recognition. <laughs> so are there any other sponsors of this program that you want to give a recognition to? Because again, I know a lot of these things are not mm -hmm. they're not free. So there is anyone else that, you know, obviously the college putting a lot of money. The college, definitely this. the student representative council, um, the alumni association has been a huge awesome. help. Uh, PC outlet locally, just down the road here, yes, Walker yes. Road. 
um, they've been a huge help as well. Um, Subway Canada actually like our you local need to kind feed of people. Shop. We need to feed people. Eat fresh. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably missing a few. Alienware, uh, yeah. Alienware has helped us. Dell, you know, Dell PC. So um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I might That's be okay, I didn't mean to put you in a spot, but I also look at the again. It, it's if it's not for their their support, yeah. programs like this don't grow, exactly. right? So. Um, and that's so important for industry to be at the table um, in growing programs mm-hmm. like this. So, Sean, thank you so much. Please say hello to your family for me, <laughs> although I don't know if your your parents would remember. But uh, Megan, your sister, um, and obviously, you know, my brother. So um, so <laughs> that concludes another episode of Tech in the City. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.